With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. We have a positive result to report, and this positive result is one that's been acquired in the community. So I think it's really important to remember that this can pop up anywhere. Ordinary people going around their everyday business and they just do not know how they've become positive. So we do have this positive case. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee says there are 391 negative results, bringing the total tested on all three islands to 1,927. Screening samples do make up a significant number of those 1,900 tests. So far, we've screened a total of 949 people um, across the islands of which 772 were done at the Health Services Authority and 177 were done <clears throat> at the doctor's hospital. Of these 949, we have 11 positives and we know that four of those were returning students from the United Kingdom. Our current totals, 74 positives, 32 symptomatic cases, 28 asymptomatic, and there has been a decline in hospitalizations. We're now down to three in all. Ten people have been designated as recovered. A new curfew order has been imposed on all three islands. The Commissioner of Police, Mr. Derek Byrne, says the curfew will be in place until Friday, May 15th at 5 a.m. and will be subject to the following conditions. Next Monday, the 4th of May 2020, this will change and the soft curfew will be extended by one hour, which will be between the hours of 5 a.m. and 8 p.m. daily, Monday to Saturday. So from next Monday, there's an extra hour, 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., and that runs Monday to Saturday. In his presentation at Friday's briefing, the commissioner addressed exercise. Exercise periods not exceeding 90 minutes will be permitted between the hours of 5.15 a.m. and 6.45 p.m. today, Friday, and tomorrow, Saturday. Next Monday, the 4th of May, 2020, the 90-minute exercise period will be permitted between the hours of 5.15 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday to Saturday. No exercise periods are permitted on Sunday during the period of hard curfew. And on the matter of beach access. From Friday the 1st of May 2020 through to Friday the 15th of May 2020, there is a full 24-hour curfew or hard lockdown of all public beaches throughout the Cayman Islands. This means no access to public beaches throughout the Cayman Islands at any time during the period 5 a.m. on Friday the 1st of May this morning and 5 a.m. on Friday morning the 15th of May 2020. And for clarity, this in effect is a full hard lockdown of all public beaches throughout the Cayman Islands, which prohibits any person or persons from entering on, walking, swimming, snorkeling, fishing, exercising, or engaging in any type of marine activity on any public beach throughout the Cayman Islands. This hard curfew runs through until Friday morning, the 15th of May at 5 a.m. 24-hour hard curfews are once again in place for the next two Sundays. That means everyone except essential workers on duty stays at home. There is no exercise period on hard curfew days. Now let's go to Radio Cayman's Felisa Rankin-Solens, who has more on the changes to the soft curfew. The new shelter-in-place provisions officially come into effect Monday, May 4th, lasting for two weeks, says Premier Alden McLaughlin. In respect of public places, the changes are as follows. Money remittance facilities will be open to the public. Post offices uh, will be open to the public and are allowed to operate at any time during the hours of 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. Retail banks, building societies and credit unions will be allowed to operate during the hours of 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Retail stores, car dealerships, laundromats, car wash services, tire repair services, and pool maintenance services can operate once more on May 4th along with several others. 
Visits to educational institutions are only allowed by persons who are involved in the distribution or collection of school supplies from those educational institutions. Persons will now be allowed to conduct the business of a mail or parcel courier service, but only where the person is providing only for the collection and delivery of mail or parcels. Persons will now be allowed to conduct the business of a pet grooming service, but only where the person is providing for the collection and delivery of the pet. Employees of the previously mentioned establishments have been added to the list of essential services personnel to be exempted from shelter in place once carrying out official duties. We've also extended the times until which persons who provide food delivery services or grocery delivery services may operate, as well as extended the time for persons to collect food. Persons employed by restaurants to provide food delivery services may do so until 10 p.m. Persons employed by businesses other than restaurants to provide food or grocery delivery services may do so until 10 p.m. Persons who travel to restaurants which provide drive-through or curbside collection of food or provide for the takeout of food may do so until 7 p.m. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. And a reminder, on Monday, hard curfews will come into effect at 8 p.m. rather than 7 p.m. as they have for the past few weeks. More COVID-19 evacuation flights have been announced. We have a flight with Cayman Airways to San Jose in Costa Rica confirmed for Friday 8 May. And you can book your tickets directly with Cayman Airways on 949 2311. His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper says they are still waiting to get the green light for a flight from the Dominican Republic. Governor Roper, though, says he is confident permission will be granted and hopes to make an announcement on that sometime next week. His Excellency is also encouraging everyone to continue to use the online emergency travel tool. Probably will be reducing um, the phone coverage um, from Mondays to Fridays from 9 until 1 because everybody is using the online tool. So please continue to use the online tool www.exploregov.ky forward slash travel. DART says it is having to make some tough decisions regarding the hotels in its hospitality portfolio. Initially, you may recall the company committed to paying employees for 10 weeks. But now it appears hotels may be closed for a significantly longer period of time to international visitors. As a result, DART says it's working with its hotel partners at the Ritz-Carlton and Kimpton Seafire Resort and Spa to adjust employment arrangements after the initial 10-week period ends in May. The company is offering a voluntary leave of absence with paid return flights to employees from overseas who are able to return to their home countries. For those without that option, the company says it has agreed to a relief pay package for June that includes minimum wage, health insurance paid in full, and two daily meals to be reviewed on a monthly basis until the hotel reopens. Comfort Suites does remain an isolation facility for returning residents as requested by the Cayman Islands government, but it was due for an upcoming renovation. DART says in that case, instead of a leave of absence, it will provide those employees with a comprehensive severance package which includes full payment of health insurance premiums through the end of the year. Employees are encouraged to reapply for their jobs once the new management company begins recruitment. With distance learning a reality and news that school campuses will remain closed for the rest of the year, the Ministry of Education this week released a new policy guidance document, along with a template for weekly reporting. The news came just a couple of days after we spoke with Faith, the concerned parent of a child in public school. 
I don't think any parents are disputing that their children should be home during this time, right? The family's health and safety is the first priority of the of the parents and of Ministry of Education. So I think parents are in support of the decision to keep schools closed. That said, Faith says for her and a number of other parents, having to basically homeschool their children is adding high levels of stress during an already stressful time. But that isn't her only concern. When you're dealing with the public schools, you have a huge gap in terms of access to even basic resources. You know, we have 20 to 25 percent of our government school children who are accessing free lunches, whose whose parents don't have internet at home, those children don't have access to a tablet or to a laptop. How can they benefit from teacher support via quote-unquote distance learning measures when they don't have those facilities in their home. Edna Moyle Primary School Principal Danielle Duran is a full-time educator and mother of two school-age children. She empathizes with parents and families facing new challenges due to COVID-19. But she also says it is important to keep our eye on the ultimate goal. I do believe it is crucial that we do our very best to continue providing opportunities for distance learning. We were already pushing extremely hard to get our students up to speed prior to this pandemic. The pandemic and closure of the school campuses has cost what Principal Duran describes as critical face-to-face learning time. It is my opinion that we cannot afford to suspend all activities. Our teachers are working diligently to support students while also maintaining their own personal obligations. We have had a number of changes over the last few weeks, and this is still a work in progress. Principal Duran says the policy guidance provides support for the school's online learning platforms and does provide parents with as much support as possible, while ensuring the well-being of students remains a top priority. Education officials at the Ministry and Department of Education Services say they are working to fill gaps in resources for all children in our schools. The National Gallery continues its mandate of sharing Caymanian art and heritage with the community recent part two of its National Symbols lesson this week. The Minds Inspired National Symbols Education Resource is part of a larger series of digital cross-curricular lessons, a variation of our DART-supported Minds Inspired School Tour program. These resources blend local art and culture with subjects students would typically be learning in classrooms. The National Gallery's Maya Matu tells Radio Cayman the resources on their website marry local art with subjects like environmental science, geometry, and social studies, and is appropriate for students in primary and secondary school. These are great resources for parents who are currently homeschooling their children, for teachers who would like to supplement their lessons with a creative element, and for those who are simply looking for fun at-home activities. This week's National Symbols lesson is a two-parter, with the first part focusing on flora and fauna. Part two features the Cayman Islands flag and coat of arms. This is information students might usually learn in their classrooms, but in an unprecedented time like this, it becomes especially important to recognize what makes our country unique, celebrate our culture and heritage, and engage more closely with forms of expression like visual art. To find all the National Gallery's education resources, visit nationalgallery.org.ky. 
Time now for a look at sports. Here's Radio Command's Dion Anglin. Thank you, April. Turning our attention now to sports, it's tough to shut the doors of your fitness studio, but the decision came as there was a growing health crisis. Eventually, the time came for the Dalman E. Ebanks Boxing Gym to close its doors due to the local mandates on essential businesses, and they had to pivot fast. With the directives in place, the boxing gym shifted to online content using online platforms such as Zoom. Cayman Islands national boxing coach Floyd Trumpet still remains optimistic throughout the crisis. The program, not only in, in Cayman Island, but the Caribbean and the world at large, have been hampered by this pandemic. Most of the Olympic competitions, Olympic qualifiers, America's youth championships, all the tournaments have been postponed until after date. Our national championship was to be, we can go on, you know, so everything is really messed up right and bad, but we are coping. Okay, well, what have you been doing or advising your boxers to do to stay fit during the crisis? We started off the first couple of weeks with a, a little challenge. We started off with 10 push-ups. 10 sit-ups, 10 squats every day. We add one onto it up to the 10th day, I think. And then we multiply it and we start doing 15 of each along with shadow boxing, skipping, and every day they will send a video to our group. So we'll see that they have completed their class really. For the last two weeks, we were doing Zoom training. Everyone come online at 6 o'clock and we train for our hour, hour and 10 minutes, just keeping our, our technique part of it in, in good shape. And this week, we are back to doing tasks again. So in the morning time, we have to run between three to five miles based on the, the, the capacity in, in running. And in the evening, they have to do 15 minutes skipping, five-round shadow boxing, 300 sit-ups and 200 push-ups. So that's this program. So we, we are trying to stay fit and encourage each other not to get depressed or demotivated in this time. How many athletes are you referring to that's taking part in this program, online uh, program? We have about 15 regular and we have a few who come probably once or twice a week in our Zoom program and, and during our, um, our video sessions. Okay. And coach, how are you keeping your athletes motivated from a distance? Well, every day I try to visit different films of amateur champions and even professional champions. And we might discuss a certain topic and I will go and research boxers who did it and show them it can be done or how it is done. You know, so they can be motivated mentally and keep their imagination because in boxing, if you don't have any imagination, you can be a champion. So every week, probably twice, three times a week, I send them videos or clips or little um, motivation speech from good champions so they can um, keep their, their motivation and their, their mind and their, their mind's eye that is not over. It can, it, it can change tomorrow and we're going to start again so we can go to load on, on the grid. Very true. What has the response from the athletes been like? Some of them are tremendous and some of them, when I see the follow-up, I know that they're motivated and they were doing this for and you know, so even though in our group chat I see some fall off, I will message them or call them personally one-on-one, talk to them, still tell them, listen to me, next year is this, next year is that. So we got to keep pushing forward still. Don't, don't get too fat and lazy because when this thing stops, it can stop as fast as it started. And if, time, if it happens like that, we got to be ready to start jamming once again. What about those who were injured? I'm assuming that this is a really good time for them to get that rest that they've always needed. Yes, well, we had two guys. One had a little bruised ribs and one had a... Finger fracture he fought on the our last event. So I think everything, you see, people always look at the bad thing, but sometimes everything happens for good also. And I, I think this gives them a time to, to heal and recuperate, even those who are good, who are, who are in perfect health, because some of them have been grinding morning and evening, four, six hours. 
four exactly. five hours per day sometimes. So even this rest that is not that um, intense is good to them also. Alrighty, coach. Sounds good. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention? Cayman Island Boxer Association fully endorses um, everything the government is doing and we hope that everyone adhere to these rules or regulations have been implemented for our health. And be strong, you know, we'll be back. National boxing coach Floyd Trumpet. That's it for sports today. Back to you, April. Thank you, Dion. At home we'll stay. More time with family. Jingles all the way, competing with more than 100 other artists. Vanille Miller was a standout winner for the Ministry of Culture's Jingle Open Call. The contest appealed to local talent to submit jingles in four categories public health education, solidarity, hope, and support. Mr. Miller snagged first place in the category for solidarity, hope, and healing, and in the local support category with three different tracks. Firstly, I want to say thanks to the Cayman Islands government for having the competition. It's a great initiative, and I hope that after this, local businesses will be encouraged to collaborate with local musicians to create jingles. Mr. Miller says this is the first time he has ever written a jingle, highlighting the fun and potential financial benefit of branching out of your creative comfort zone. It was easier to write them being in the creative state, so I'm happy that I've been creating this whole time because it, it made the workflow somewhat easier, and I'm very grateful. The creators of the top 12 selections will receive $1,200 each. Total award and support for the local music community through the initiative, almost $27,000. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings.